people! Welcome to drama on a Thursday! Kadoosh to you! Why is it on a Thursday? I've got to give a speech tomorrow, man. I've got to give a speech tomorrow. Uh, which is a real- this is why I couldn't update the schedule, because it's just all over the place. It's just- I'm everywhere at the moment. I can't get here to be here and just do my thing in front of the camera and just have fun with you guys. Because uh, uh, there's just so much going on. There's so much fucking stuff going on right now. And it's cool as balls. It's really good. Um, check these out. Are you hype? Are you hype? Look at that. How good is that? They're textured. Ooh. Isn't that cool? Isn't that awesome, man? Fucking well good. So, th those exist. They're a thing. Excuses, excuses. No, we're doing well. Last few videos have been kick-ass, man. Who remembers when I used to stand up for all my videos? And now people are like, oh my god. Oh my god, he stood up. Why is he, why is he standing up? The memes feels bad, man. Dance game cringe. Ah, ah, ah. Uh, pog chap. Uh, so funny, like, to see that. All my original videos I stood up. It was fucking crazy. I gave, I was stood up for, like, six teraflops of time. Six teraflops of standing up was, uh, the dream. Uh, that's where, that's where it used to come from. <laughs> six teraflops of standing up was what I was all about. I'd love to know in the chat, what was the stuff that blew you away at E3? I had quite a few, honestly. Uh, quite a few. E3 was really good this year. It was pretty cool. Uh, even uh, even though I tolerate EA's soccer ball Madden stuff, now with career mode, watch out wrestling games that have been doing that forever. Now with career mode where you could be an actual person that speaks to managers. Four of them or five of them or whatever. Amazing. So fucking cool. And then Ho Jose Mourinho steps on stage and just delivers the most boom! Ball tickling fucking entry I've ever seen. The charisma was drooling. All over that floor. Kojima's entrance was gangster as fuck. If I could afford, if I could afford, Patreon, please subscribe, to put that intro into PreachCon for me, all day. All fucking day. With the Billy Jean walk down along the way, didn't fall over, carried it, Norman Fetus, stood up with that baby. I don't know what the fuck's going on, but I'm buying that game. Pre bought. Let me order it now. I will put six teraflops of money. On that game to be really weird and really cool. Resident Evil in VR. That looks fucking awesome. That looks fucking awesome. So fucking cool. So I'm going to have to get the PlayStation VR now. That's a given. Unless uh, someone said Resident Evil's on the PC. Ooh, so we can play it on the Vive maybe. We'll do something like that. We're definitely going to do it though. <laughs> We're definitely going to do it. I can't wait. Uh, I played the demo. The Resident Evil 7 demo. But it's not Resident Evil. It's like a proof of concept really. Uh, it was. I was kind of sad. Yeah, six teraflops of cash. God of War. A lot of controversy there with God of War. Changing the playstyle. Never played them. Considering we'll do a stream of all the God of War games to get in to that. Arkham VR, hopefully a detective game. Very cool. One of the surprise hits for me, and I'd love to play it with you guys, is uh, Steep. Steep looks... I love fucking them, them games. SSX and all them. Original Tony Hawks. All those games are right on my alley. So Steep looks fucking cool as shit to me. I would love to play that on stream with uh, members of the community who want to go sliding down some hills and slaloming and doing all that kind of stuff. I can't fucking wait. I will put six teraflops of thumbs up of doing that kind of stuff. Yeah, it did look that. <clears throat> Fucking Steep. Uh, Steep's got to be controversial. A lot of people saw Steep and were like, mm. but for me, I was like, yes. Give me some of that. Give me some of that. And of course, South Park dominated. Absolutely dominated, didn't they? Absolutely fucking dominated. Death Stranding looks boss. We don't know anything about it. The theory thread on Reddit is the best thing I've been reading in ages. The theory thread about Death Stranding is amazing. Kojima put so many clues as to what's going on in that game. With the USB drives around Norman Fetus and all that. 
Oh my god, so good, so interesting, can't wait. And then, uh, of course, the disappointment of We Happy Few, when we saw the gameplay, we were all really hoping for a brand new Bioshock, weren't we? But it's it's not, <laughs> it's not, which is really sad, because the concept looks fantastic. It looks absolutely amazing, and every time I saw the, uh, the, vi the trailers for We Happy Few, I was so excited, and then we saw the gameplay, and it's like, oh, bastard 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 yeah so loads of stuff that came out of uh, e3 which looks really good but that's not why you're here right now as i said i am at a wedding tomorrow so sorry for those of you who didn't get the messages i did put out quite a few messages that drama was going to be today uh i can see by the numbers we've significantly less people than normal but that's fine you guys are awesome for tuning in on a thursday especially as the the football has uh, just concluded i think i think england was a victory spoilers but it shouldn't be if you're not here now i think the new zelda game looks amazing bomb fishing oh baby oh baby we have a lot of streaming to do this year we have a lot of streaming to do and a lot of games to play uh which is all we talked about in the if you're if you're a member of patreon you got the big update yesterday uh the patreon is also going to get some other stuff tonight i'm going to record some soundcloud stuff tonight because i really love doing that it's like my own little personal podcast sans ghosty uh, which is pretty good. So, let's get on with it. It is, in fact, Mass Effect 4. Don't care. <laughs> Don't care. Don't care. Didn't enjoy Mass Effect 3. Probably won't be running to play Mass Effect 4. Although the Detroit... What was it called? The Detroit Cop game? That looks really good. David Cage. I mean, we love Beyond Two Souls. We had a great stream with Beyond Two Souls and stuff. Uh, so, that should be really good. Okay, then. Well, let's have some drama. Let's have some fun. Uh, let's get some names out of the chat. Uh, <laughs> Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, the SoundClouds, the SoundClouds have paid off really well when we have done them because people can just stick them on the phones and all that kind of stuff. It's fun. And plus, it's so easy for me to make. It's so fucking easy for me to make. Uh, okay. We need uh, a Shammy who will be... Boom, 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 Femshep. Femshep. Because, of course, we it might go dark, by the way. The sun is cloudy, but it's really sunny. Uh, I think it's time to retire the green screen. Sorry. Uh, I think it's time to retire that. And we're going to have a little set background is what we're going to do. Uh, no, I don't want Nator. I want a priest. Yeah, let's have a priest. Uh, we'll have Gosutu. 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 And we'll have <laughs> a druid. Let's have a druid. Mm, poomph. Poomph the druid. Because you're in a lovely shade of orange. If you guys want to pick a guild name, we can do that as well. Uh, we do need a guild, a guild name for this. You wonderful people. My kids return home in like four hours. Which means I've got to tidy the house. Oh my god. Uh, I only got three days away with the kids. Uh, two days, in fact. Yeah, two days. But that's just fine and dandy. Okay. Here we go. A preface, then, by our uh, wonderful author. I always wanted to be on That Drama Time, but I never thought I could provide your stream with a story of interest or worth, considering the fact that I was just an average raider in an average guild in a very, very little drama. <laughs> Shog daggers, you win. Let me say that I'm not proud of the least of what I did. Crispy way of starting a drama story. Crispy as fuck. I was, and still am, 16 years of age. Definitely too young to have e-sex with a 20-year-old. I've just opened the gateways, my friends, of where we're going. And I certainly have regrets about it. 
But if someone asked me if there's anything good I got out of this experience, I would say, hell yeah, got myself an awesome drama story. So chapter one then, the new priest. Wetting your lips, good. I've been in my guild, the Shog Daggers, since back in early Mists of Pandaria. When they started raiding, I was recruited during a pug run in the heart of Fear Normal and became a core raider soon after, since I thought they were really friendly people. These guys are the best, and I found them in a pug. What are the odds? And I had I had, had quite a lot of fun with them. Mmm. Mmm. See, I knew it was going to fuck up. We could probably just turn it off. Should we turn it off? Yeah. Let's do that. Let's do that now, because it's going to happen throughout the entire show. Reveal the immersion. Immersion. Sorry, I'm breaking the fourth wall. I know it. I know I am. Hold the phone. I just don't want to stress out my camera trying to fix all the colors. There we go. How good is that background? We're still going to be pretty dark, but that's okay. As long as we can still see Eagle Piggle, life's going to go on fine. <clears throat> I had quite a bit of my immersion. I had six teraflops of immersion. <laughs> that is all we're having from now on, by the way. And I had quite a bit of fun with my friends there. In particular, an enhancement shaman by the name of Femshep. Became a mentor to me when I was inducted, telling me of all the guild's inside jokes and memes, and generally being a welcoming kind of guy, Femshep. Mm. Mm. From then, I'd always had a pretty good relationship with basically everyone in the guild. We are literally the best friends ever. They said they thought I was a solid DPS with a nice sense of humour. They also thought I was 21, because I was afraid they'd not let me raid if I told them my real age. At the time, I didn't think it was a big deal. It was just a little white lie. Yeah? A while down the line then. After Wards of Draenor had been here for a while, a Blackrock foundry had gone live. Our skilled resto druid, poof, dropped the baby bomb. She told us she couldn't make time to play WoW anymore because she was beginning to expand above the waistline. She had new responsibilities as a parent, and I was a bit sad, as we had grown close talking about, wait for it, hashtag girl problems, and obsessing over grape juice, which we both had an absurd amount of love for. I don't think I could even buy grape juice. I've never seen it for sale in the UK, I don't think. I don't think I've ever seen grape juice for sale in the UK. I'm sure you can get it. I'm sure you can get it. But I have never seen grape juice for sale. Never. But that does, of course, reveal that our author is, in fact, a feminist. Uh, she's, she's, uh, she's, uh, she's a lady. She's a lady. <clears throat> but at the same time, I was, of course, happy for her. Congratulated her on progressing to this new stage of life. We said our goodbyes at the end of her last raid with us. I wish Poomph the best of luck with her new little tree baby. Aww, little Groot. Little Groot growing out of vagina. Gorgeous. What a beautiful, beautiful Kojima image. Six teraflops of wood sprouting from that lovely moistened hole. Brings a tear to the eye. So this is when we pugged our holy priest by the name of Gosu2. Really? London? No. We don't talk to London during the show. Gosu too. Gosu was a cool guy. 
funny personality, lowish deep voice, pretty talkative on vent and did good healing numbers. And he was recruited after the raid to replace Poomph. I felt good about his performance during the raid and I was excited to welcome in a new raider. After the raid was over and we had made good progress, I lingered on vent for a bit as I halfed back to my garrison to check my mission table. Wars of Draenor. Our GM spoke to Gosu 2 about the recruitment process and the basics about the guild and then logged off once he had covered everything. Soon everyone else started to follow. One by one they would leave Ventrilo until it was just me and Gosu. I was about to alt-tab and close the window when his voice stopped me. He told me he thought I was pretty cool. And that my jokes during the raids were clever. I smiled at the compliment. <laughs> replying that I was glad he had joined the guild since I liked his personality. Mm. Over the next few raids, I started to think of him as a real bro. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Motherfucker. As a real bro. He was the kind of person that you would fist bump at a Super Bowl party. Just where we want to be, fellas. <laughs> we want to be that guy that the girls all want to fist bump at a party. That's who we want to be. That's the aim. That's the target. Nailed it. Nailed it. That's what I want to be. A few weeks after his recruitment, I lingered on Vent again and asked him if he had that Skype so he could chat when we weren't raiding. He told me, yeah, I do have Skype. And we added each other. As I logged off of WoW, he told me that I had a really pretty profile picture not deterred by being a bro goes for the looks nice profile pic mine of course is captain picard i would still accept the compliment though it made me smile <laughs> when i saw his pic i knew he was what most girls wanted fairly hot guy a strong brow piercing blue eyes and a well-defined jaw but I thought he was pretty average. <laughs> what I really liked about him was his personality. But I lied to him and told him that I thought he was hella hot. <laughs> uh, yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah, you're really hot. Yeah, 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 definitely. We chatted now and again, asking basic questions about each other. Our hobbies, interests, favourite foods, so on and so forth. I found out that he was 20, worked as an orderly at the local hospital while he was in school, and he really liked warning! And that he really liked Evanescence. One hell of a lot. Yes. Mmm. <clears throat> After a while, he told me he had feelings for me. And part of me still knew deep down that I was not attracted to him whatsoever. But nobody had ever had a crush on me before. Aww. Since I was pretty average and had nothing different about me that made me stand out in my school. And I think I so You had breasts though, right? I mean, it's high school. I'm not trying to judge all men, but most men. 
And I think I subconsciously like the feeling of attention that his compliments gave me. So I kept convincing myself that I really did like you, Gosu. And that I should just ignore his profile picture. <laughs> as long as I don't look at you, Gosu, you're alright in my book. You know what I'm saying, man? You're alright in my book, Gosu, as long as I don't look at you and remind myself. I'm just saying. I didn't want to be the shallow girl who only likes people for their appearances. She's better than that. <laughs> She's better than that. <laughs> I told myself that I was simply being polite by reciprocating his kindness towards me. It's the polite thing to do, right, lads? I was so caught up in my 21-year-old persona, too, that I didn't even ask myself why I would fall for a 20-year-old, considering he was basically full-on Sasquatch mode, and I was obviously a high school sophomore. I was curvy enough to kind of pass as 21. With makeup on. And it was obvious that Gosu bought it. It was weird how in fooling everyone else, I even had myself fooled. I genuinely had to remind myself of my real age sometimes. About a month and a half into our e-relationship, things got more intimate, lads. We exchanged Snapchats and I sent him the nudes. He asked if I... It's just a thing now, isn't it? Just a, well, you know, we're dating. It's been a month and a half. Here's my pussy. There you go. <laughs> Here's the boobs. Here's the bush. There you go. Snapchat, motherfuckers. All over this fucking place. It's just a thing. I missed out on so much. God damn it. You know how hard we had to work to see some boobs back in the day? We had to work your tits off, man. <clears throat> He asked if I wanted him to reciprocate. And I said no. <laughs> Do you want me to send some nudes? Uh, no. Nah, it's okay. You don't worry about it. Yeah, just, just look at my boobs. There you, go. there you go. That'll do. That'll do. I could tell he was a bit confused. But too occupied with my boobs to care. The one-sided nudes trade continued for some time. Score, man. Score. We would always talk late at night and I'd send him nudes more and more often. <laughs> you had to start getting creative at that point, right? You had to include props, a bit of a back background, some story elements to it. It seemed that he got more and more demanding each time we talked. Not caring about what I had to say and just wanting to see tits. <laughs> I'd make a joke that he used to say was funny. And now he'd just tell me to keep to the task at hand, gangster. <laughs> right? Whoa, 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 shut your mouth and take your top off, right? Shh, shh. Hmm? Okay. Okay. Don't lose focus, okay? We're doing something right now. We can talk later. Just don't lose focus. He started to tell me that I was posing wrong. And eventually, it seemed like he was never satisfied with anything I sent him. It's just not doing it for me. This, this ensemble you've got going. Why is the plant there? You know what I mean? Could we make? Can you try and make it sexy for me? All right. It's like working with an amateur. All right. These are boobs. Work them. Make. Put some. Put a finger in. Come on. Do something. God damn it. Oh, girls and their nudes. Fuck 
That I thought. I'm the one sending you tit pics. I will pose how I fucking please. Yeah? Fuck you, buddy. I was pissed and revolted, but I suppressed it. Even though I was really starting to hate Gosu. I'm really hating you. <laughs> she ruined his immersion. I like it. Eventually, we moved on to that Skype sex, though. Turn it up a notch. You know what I mean? The nudies aren't doing it. Snapchat's failing me. My wank bank is full. We've got to take it up to the next stage. And it was, ladies and gentlemen, it was lackluster. Yeah, lackluster Skype sex. Very amateurish indeed. Really sad. Really sad. He would only last a maximum of about a minute. Go, Sue. You ugly motherfucker. Can't you hold it together for longer than a minute? Come on, man. Get it together, Gosu. Maybe he's got a raid to go to, though. You know what I mean? <laughs> Maybe he's got a raid to go to. Look, <laughs> the girls are like, so sad. <laughs> so sad. My dislike for Gosu continued to rise. And I continue to feel unhappy in the current state of things. For fuck's sake. I was sending nudes and having orgasms for a guy who I didn't even like. Look at the effort this girl is putting in. She is literally getting to climax. And just not enjoying it. For basically no reason whatsoever. Other than the fact that I thought I was being charitable. It's a charity wank in her eyes. I was being charitable to the person who told me he had feelings for me. It's a charity wank. It's a charity wank. We'll take it. We'll take it. Yeah? When it comes to handies. When it comes to some boobs. We're all poor. Yeah? I'm married. I'm still poor. We need boobs everywhere. All day. All day. Charity. I'm a charity case. Bring it on. I'm there. I'm there. I'm with you. Yeah? Preach aid. Send your tit pics. Come on. Come on, girls. At this point, I really didn't give a shit about him. And only continued the calls because it was a good way to actually get off. She was still getting there. I stopped sending him nudes entirely and started to distance myself from him. One night, we called as usual. Things were hot and heavy as we talked about what we wanted to do to each other and shit. Even though none of my side was ever true. So I'm having really bad. <laughs> so I'm having really bad fucking phone calls. <laughs> oh, baby. Oh, yeah. Flicking over the TV. Yeah, do it to me. And then he told me that he had a surprise for me. Now, let me tell you that I, had I honestly had no idea it was going to be something that would be gross me out. Even though it was literally right in the middle of our Skype sessions, I genuinely thought he was going to give me some gold or, or, or the syndicate or something that I wanted. I was intrigued, thinking I might finally get something worthwhile out of this relationship. I asked curiously what it was, and as I was looking at the Skype interface on my phone, his camera went on, on and boom. Penis. Right there, staring at me in the face. I exclaimed as I jumped back and dropped my phone. Shocked and grossed out. He asked me what happened. I told him that was just the sound I made when I was excited. <laughs> I was horrified. To this day, I have the image of his meat seared into my mind. The thing is, I had seen porn before. And I'd never been shocked by a penis. Because I was expecting it. But when someone just sticks it right there. When you're expecting a corehound pup. It's like a jump scare. Needless to say that that was the moment that things had to come to a stop. And I confessed everything to Gosu. 
He was incredibly confused and pretty irritated and immediately left the guild, blocked me on Snapchat and the Skype and never spoke to me again. At this point, I'm pretty glad it ended that way. In the days following, I talked to my GM about it and he proposed the fact that maybe I was gay. Something I hadn't thought of. And with the circumstances the way they were, I had to agree with him since I started thinking about women more and more. From then on, I started to realise all about women and I'm now in a happy relationship with a beautiful girl. What did you do, Gosu? What did you do? Why did you do this, Gosu? This is all your fault, man. Mankind is saddened with you, Gosu. You done fucked up for everybody else, Gosu. Not the other team now. That's two women down. What the hell, man? What the hell? But yeah. Nowadays, our guild has Mythic HFC on farm and we're in the top five in our server. Thank you so much for hearing about this and my story and thank you for the stream. I hope you enjoyed it. We did. We did. God damn it, Gosu. You done goofed up, man. <laughs> she, she, was, she was giving charity love to the men. Charity love. All gone. All gone. Another charitable soul. Washed away. Good God. Good God. Turn up you man card, Gosu. Give it up. <laughs> right then, let's uh, throw some bods in here. Do 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 do. I like it. Also, can I just say to the author if you're in the chat, your actual uh, online tag is amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. That's so fucking cool. Okay. <clears throat> we need one, two, three, bup, four names. Okay, so we need four names. So Mono is in. Lol Hero. Dreadnate. And Nato. Bish Bosh School Bus. To Karazan we go, ladies and gentlemen. Who wants me? <laughs> Thank you. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> We're going back in time. I was mostly a solo player in vanilla. I wasn't all that into the game for most of it either. I'd go out, quest, grind mobs, and just explore the world. I didn't start doing dungeons until Zulfarak. And I noticed that the tanks I would get were always dog shit. Being a warrior back then meant you got to tank even if you weren't good at it. Eventually, I got tired of it and just started tanking instances of my rep paladin. The tanking bug bit hard after that, and I started getting more into the game. Eventually, I had a healer and a few DPS who would only run dungeons if I was tanking. It was great. And then, the TBC patch hit, and Prot was suddenly viable. So I switched over, donned my holy shield... And never looked back. I was a lot more enthusiastic about the game in the Burning Crusade. Of course, a buddy of mine, Mono, had joined the game around then. And quickly caught his own paladin up to mine. Soon we were grinding our way through instances. And eventually joined a small friends and family guild. The people in it were great. And I loved the casual, friendly atmosphere of the guild. Soon we were grinding our way through heroics. And eventually, the guild leader started talking about raiding. But at what felt like literally the last minute, one of our guildies, the guild leader's nephew, took off with half of the potential raid team we were putting together. 
Mono decided it was time to move on. The guild was crippled, and he wanted to raid. So he found another guild, and I stayed with my casual guild. Though the activity level dropped to basically non-existent. The guild leader all but stopped playing. And after his nephew's bullshit, people were just disenfranchised. Eventually, Mono talks me into leaving my comfortable friends and family guild. And I put in an app at the guild he was in. We were on an RP realm. So the fact the guild was RP focused should be no real surprise. These guys fancied themselves raiders. And so I apply as a tank. Hoping I'll be able to get into the raids as one. They're super iffy about paladin tanks. But whatever. I wasn't about to start healing like a pussy. And Mono was their best healer. So they accepted me. Of course they tried their hardest to keep me out of raids. But eventually one of those tanks didn't show up. And I got the call. Though they did try and cancel the raid instead. Luckily, Mono did tell him to fuck off and bring me along. I was nervous. I wanted to make a place for myself in the guild. I wanted to be one of the tanks that they wanted in their raids. So to calm my nerves, I had some beers and settled in. Good plan. <laughs> Good plan for your first raid. It didn't take long for me to gain confidence that my nerves had been shaken away. And it wasn't long before... Lol Hero begrudgingly acknowledged the fact that I could tank and started be putting, putting me in for bosses. The night goes well, and eventually we reach Prince Malkazar. Lol Hero tries to call the raid, saying we probably can't beat this new boss. But hold the fuck on, people. We're doing amazing right now. And the assigned raid time isn't up. Seriously, we blaze through Karazhan fast enough to have plenty of time to make some attempts on the prince. So I ask if we can just take one shot. Lol Hero is reluctant, citing infernals and tank damage, and I say that I'll tank him, since I was uncrushable, which was the biggest advantage Prop Pallies had when it came to bosses. True story. And that the rest of the raid, aside from the melee, will stay by the doorway to avoid infernals as best as possible. If one dropped on them, they could reposition. Lol Hero says, we can give it a go. Prince Malkazar dies. And the guild successfully clears Karazhan for the first time. No, he didn't. Still one more boss. Things went pretty normally after that, people. I quickly became the go-to tank. Made friends with a bunch of people in the guild. And pretty soon, we had Karazhan on farm. Dreadnate, a warrior in the guild, is perfectly willing to give up his tanking spot so he can go mad fury deeps. So I have always now got a spot. Though looking back, I'm sure they would have given it to someone else if they had another warrior lying around. Eventually, Mono became an officer. And we got the okay to create Team 2. Yes. And I go with him. Along with Dreadnate and Nator. Nator being the popular girl in the guild. And also a pretty awesome person, Nator. Dreadnate is cool with off-tanking for me. Even though he prefers to do all mad deeps. And Team 1 suddenly is no longer able to kill Prince Malkazar. Since they no longer 
had the tank or mono. So mono is an officer. And I'm pretty sure that I'm going to be made one as well. After all, I was the MT of Team 2. After all, I was the best tank in the guild! Soon enough, though, Zulaman comes out. And Team 2 really wants to do it. But because Team 1 is now struggling so badly with Karazhan, LOL Hero forbids Team 2 from trying Zulaman. He demands Mono return to Team 1. Because the only problem Team 1 had in their mind was just the healing. No official Zulaman runs are allowed in the guild until Team 1 is back on farm. And everyone has enough Karazan gear to start some Zulaman. We kind of understood that he didn't want anyone left behind. But surely some of this Zulaman gear could have gone well to us. Eventually though, I started to give less of a fuck. They tried to edge me out of tanking again. And my promotion to officer just never comes. Since I am not an officer, I'm not allowed to officially schedule any raids. But the more I thought about it, the more I thought, fuck it. I wanted to try Zulaman. So I started scheduling through Whisper Zulaman runs anyway. I made a point of saying that this is not a guild run despite it being full of guildies. But I would certainly give guildies priority on the invites. And I'm happy to take anyone who wants to go. My entire team too signs up to the opportunity. Of course, I'm still doing Karazhan. I even start registering for Team 1 runs again to help them out and get them back on farm. Mono outright fucking refuses to play with Team 1. He's sick to death of Karazhan, but I didn't mind helping out. And this, my friends, is where it went wrong. They had, of course, been trying to edge me out for a while. And now they're straight up just declining my help, refusing every single one of my invites to Team 1's Karazhan. The few times I do get in, I take over raid leading, since I was better at it than LOL Hero. And we easily clear Karazhan. But they start saying that the raid is full when I turn up, and slowly but surely, things start to get tense in the guild. What well, dare I log on? Excited! It's Zulaman night after all! Oh shit! And Nator immediately sends me a whisper saying, Please don't leave! Please don't leave! Soon after, Dreadnate and a few other friends do the same. Please, please don't leave the guild. I have no idea what's going on. But it turns out while I was asleep, Mono had left the guild. No, no, it's nothing. Everyone is a panic. The guild is now without his best healer for Team 1 and Team 2. That's Tufa. After a while, Mono whispers me and suggests that I leave as quickly as possible. I ask what the hell is going on. Mono tells me, that LOL Hero and the other officers had gone on a rampage the night before in officer chat. How they had lined up many tanks to replace me, all warriors, and talking about how prop paladins were poisoning the game because of a thread they had read on MMO Champion. And they really didn't want to bring any prop paladins to raids anymore. 
So I send whispers back to Natter and Dreadnate, explaining what's going on, that I'm going to be kicked anyway, and I leave the guild. Fucking MMO champion, man. Damn it, that fucking vault of knowledge. I left the guild. I asked Mono, what are we going to do now? And he says nothing. I quit the game for months. Eventually, I pick it up. I send a whisper to the GM of my old friends and family guild. Apparently, they've been working their way through Karazan still. I sigh. I tell him I'd be happy to take over railing if he wants, and he's too happy to hand it over again. Our first night in, we make solid guild progress after we down the curator. Three months they'd been working on the curator. Not long after that, we went on to Zulaman. Mono joins the guild as well. I still run with the same guild. And I switch server that isn't dead. Thank goodness for cross-realm grouping. And as for my old guild, ladies and gentlemen, Lol Hero eventually tries to turn it into a hardcore raiding guild. He even goes for the hardcore, single-word, non-RP-named guild to attract hardcore raiders. Hold on, wait. Wait, wait, wait. Sorry about this, but it's an opportunity. I just can't mess up. Say hello to the stream. Everybody in the stream, say hi. Oh, my God. Hey! What's going on? Emma? I'm streaming. It's drama time, because we're going to a wedding tomorrow. Bye-bye. I'll talk to you in about 20 minutes. <laughs> it's just been broken. Luckily, it was the last sentences of the story, so that's okay. As for that old guild, Lol Hero tried to turn it into a hardcore guild and changed it from its RP name to a single word, non-RP, hardcore name to attract raiders. He failed spectacularly. <laughs> and I got a kick out of watching his guild progression barely move while my friends and family guild had no trouble with all our little casual 10-mans. Fucking shit got serious, man. <laughs> shit got serious. All right. <clears throat> We're bringing back an old friend. Who is, this is his third drama story. He's, you probably remember him. He was based in Korea. Yeah, he's military. He's a Marine, if I remember correctly. I believe he was a Marine. But yeah, you probably remember him. So we need his words. We need a victim. Oh, no. We need a victim and a guild name. That's all we need is a victim and a guild name. Uh, who's going to be our victim? Look at you. You're all so willing to be a victim. I absolutely adore you guys. You guys are amazing. It's like, victim, I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. Do it. We'll go with Oath. And a guild name, please, ladies and gentlemen. You can uh, let me know through that. I'll be the victim. I'll be the victim. We got a guild name? Everybody, don't victimize me. <laughs> I'm not victimizing any of you. You awesome people. Uh, the twat womble. <laughs> um, anyone else? 
The Terraflops. I'm in. I'm in. It's the Terraflops. Six guilds all in one. All right, then. <clears throat> Holla from Texas. Again, Preacher. And possibly Ghosty. This is the... Th Sorry about that. I'm kicking the camera. Look at me. Look at me. Uh, yeah. Uh, from Texas. This is the third story I've submitted. You might remember my previous submission dealing with the killing of a guild slash marriage after outing the GM swamp donkey cheating wife as well as the stalking swingers. I will remind you that our man from Texas... Uh, does have some rather ingenious insults lined up for some people that he's most probably learned via his time in Miltra. And so, let us get ready. Just just prepare for it. They're, they're, they're almost like sentences in and of themselves. <clears throat> well, watching all the previous Drama Time videos, I started looking back through my various MMO experiences over the past 14 years and realized the drama I experienced in EverQuest, remember... EverQuest varies so much from what I've experienced in Warcraft, and for this story, I need to give some background so you can understand why things happened the way I did, way they did. As I explained in my first submission, I started playing EverQuest in response to my wife going early menopause on me about the amount of swag cash I was spending on going out with the boys in my unit when I was stationed in Korea. Yeah, so if you were in the last story, you used to go out on the piss all the time. Yeah, was just getting. Glug glug all day every day. His wife was not happy that he was spending all that swag Korean money on the beer and told him to get a new hobby. So he picked up that EverQuest. When I picked up the game, several others in my unit did as well to play with others in my unit who had suggested the game to us. So now we've got a military squad of people rocking that EverQuest. One of these guys <laughs> happened to just be selected for promotion to sergeant. And had gone out to celebrate with his waifu, who was stationed there with us as well. This celebration, my friends, lays the groundwork for this story. And this portion of the story still blows my mind at the idiocy I was forced to deal with. It's about to get ugly. This prime Darwin Award candidate went out for some drinks with his wife to celebrate his promotion. In the span of several hours, this short... Fat, smelly, purebred, inbred, cocksucker, sealed his fate with, and, and caused me to be his babysitter. After getting completely shit-faced, his first dumb move was to drive back to the base drunk. During which he ran into a Korean riding a bike on the sidewalk, proceeded to flee the scene of a hit and run, reacted to his wife's demands to pull over by punching her, to which he eventually stopped for the Korean police and showed pure international diplomacy by beating up the two officers who were trying to subdue him and then trying to take on the military police called in to bring him back to base. That's a Friday, motherfuckers. That's a Friday, apparently. Not exactly what we would call the best genius we've ever met, right? <laughs> witness me. Good God, witness me. <clears throat> After having done all this in just a few hours, he would constantly exclaim how he did not know why he was in so much trouble since he, this was his only, his first mess up in his little military career. Oh. 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 <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> it's just a one time, guys. Oh, come on, man. It's just a one time. <clears throat> that one time, of course, being the entire night. This is when this tub of lard, we are talking about Oath here. <laughs> I was spelling your name wrong. I didn't even spot that Oath. Bo! Let's fix that. Before we trigger the entire chat. If I missed it anyway. 
This is when that tub of lard oath wrapped in crab infested pubes was face planted into my life. Since he was in my squad and I was in charge of him, I had the joy of him becoming my new roommate. This was done to ensure that he would not drink and continue his campaign to be the poster child of abortion. Lovely. Babysitting adults is the best. I have been put in that situation myself. It is just the worst thing ever. You are like a gremlin and need looking after. The only tolerable fact about this person was that he played EverQuest and was a bit of a nerd. In a day when the game had no in-game maps, you were forced to create your own and put them in a binder. Oh, kicking it old school. Kicking it old school. Draw your own maps. I drew my own maps for Resident Evil 1. It was so much easier. <clears throat> to having to experiment with trade skill items to figure out recipes, he had accumulated a lot of hard-to-come-by EverQuest knowledge. He eventually began to grow in me as I started seeing him less of a failure and more of a Special Olympics champion. To help keep the price of our internet down, a lot of people would rent ports on the routers out to those who did not have internet, but wanted to chip in on the monthly fee. That's fucking genius, by the way. Students should do that. You know, who's a student? Who's a student living in halls? And you all have to pay for your own individual internet. Dude, what? It's fucking insanity that people do that. Like six rooms back to back, and you're all getting your own internet? Fucking crazy. Fucking crazy. Renting fucking ports on the router? That's classy. That's classy. <clears throat> Remember, this was before Wi-Fi. So monetizing my internet became a bit of a side income. Yeah? Yeah. I had spent money on a router and a switch to allow for more ports to be rented out. Oh, love it. The equipment is of importance. So remember it. Back to the gaming then. Since the guys I played with were all in my unit and we decided to share our account information in case anyone wanted to box multiple tunes to help us all level, since some of us would be sent out on temporary duty to work on equipment on remote mountain sites, this was useful. The chud living with me became very reliable in working on my trade skills, since that's all I asked him to work on unless my tune was actually needed. Months went by with no issues at all. That was until the day after my roomie, Mr. Oath, had been shipped back stateside. I woke up, went about my usual routine, doing PT, eating, showering, going to work, before I found out what this shriveled human nutsack had done. As I was coming into my barracks, several guys I had rented ports out to asked me what was wrong with the interwebs, asking me had I paid the bill, etc. Was the router and our switch going out? To which I said, I'll find out and make sure it was up and running so we could all get our grind on. As I walked into my room, I looked to my router and switched to see where the indicator lights were showing. But where my equipment should have been, instead it was just a bunch of internet cables hanging limp and lonely. Mr. Oath had taken my router and switch. I knew immediately what had happened, since the only way to get into the room was with a key, and the only people with keys to my room were me and my now former roommate. This instantly set the gears into motion of me getting back at him. After talking to some of the other guys I played with who were a bit fucked over, we came to an idea. Switches are expensive, bro. Yeah, fucking twat. <laughs> fucking twat. Super twat. Good God. Even if I was doing that, right? I have a switch down here that feeds the entire house, right? Even if I was leaving here and it was like a, a roomy thing, you would leave the switch, right? <laughs> you would leave it. Like, don't worry about it because it's a real pain in the ass to sort out afterwards. Just don't worry about it. Pay me. Give me give me fucking two quid each. Whatever. What a twat. 
EverQuest had several features back in its early days that most gamers today say they want but could not handle. Oh, imagine. Or would flat out cry if they had to deal with. One was when you died to a mob, you lost XP and could only get a portion back from being resurrected. Being resurrected required you to either know where your body was or to have a Shadow Knight or Necromancer summon your corpse to them. Gear could also rot if your body was not looted. Oh, Neocron, never forget. Within a set amount of time, meaning even the best gear in the game could go to waste if you died and for whatever reason decided not to loot your corpse within seven days. I knew with him transferring back to the States, it would take some time to get back into the game. So my plan was able to have full, creamy, crispy effect. I first had to replace the equipment he was so happy to take off my hands for me. In order to minimize full blowback on me, I purchased another copy of the game to pull the scheme off. Once I was back online and had my other account going, I was able to proceed with my dry fucking. First thing I did with his character, was freely give away all his hard-earned materials he had farmed to anyone who wanted it. It's shopping time. <laughs> I next went to the noob zones and found random people and would give a piece of loot of his to them that was not no drop, or in today's terms, BOE. Once I did this, I went out to the middle of the ocean and let him drown. Once I respawned, I changed his bind spot so that it was far out of the way from everything and would make any attempts to do a corpse run literally hell. We're getting classy. Next, <laughs> along the list of things. At this point, at this point, I joyously, and I mean almost to the point of sexual gratification, kept getting him killed in various zones to ensure he lost experience. But also that if he was able to log in before the corpse is rotted, he would have a hard time resing all of his spread out bodies to regain any of that experience. Once, oh, is that how it worked? Oh my god, that's terrible. So if you died multiple times, this is worse than Dark Souls, really? So it's like, oh my god, that's fucking hell on earth. Jesus. So imagine you had a corpse in like Silithus, and you had one in STV, and then you had another one in like fucking Borean Tundra. <laughs> you had to go find them all? That would be fucking nightmare. <laughs> Nothing personal. Neochrom was worse, kind of. I mean, it happened much faster, because you couldn't not accept your res. If you got res, that's it, you brought that to life. And every time you died, you lost your gear. So if someone was AFK, <laughs> you'd just kill them and res them over and over again. And just you would take every item they had. Literally, absolutely. Imagine losing all your mythic gear. <laughs> Imagine losing all your mythic gear because you went AFK for 10 minutes. Ah, oh, Neocron. How I do miss it. <laughs> I would patiently, day after day on my original account, waiting to see him log on. And to play dumb as only he, <laughs> as, as only he is if he, when he would ask about his tune. Ask me about his tune, since he would almost always defer to me to be the source of information on what everyone else in our unit was doing in-game. Two glorious weeks after I completed my mission of revenge in-game, Tubby finally logged in. I was in a group grinding away for about an hour, all while checking out what zones he was currently in. He reached out to me to ask if I was mad at him. Moi? I asked moi? Why would I be mad at you? No idea if he took it as sarcasm or as me being genuine since he stopped talking to me while he reached out to others we played with. Since he had fucked them over in a lesser way in the form of cock blocking them from the internet, still I was able to get a new router. They had no love for him either and everybody played dumb. A little while later, 
I got more tells from him, bitching and moaning about how some retard had hacked his account, de-leveled him, got away with all his stuff and caused his gear on his corpse to rot. I played along, expressing outrage and offered to help him power level back up. He had fucked me, I had fucked him back, so as I saw it in my eyes, we're square, yeah? You did your thing, I did my thing, we're square, we're totally square. All good. Time went on, and I decided to make use of my second account to have a pocket healer when my wife wasn't able to be on, and I didn't have the time to hunt one down for groups. Months down the road, a Friday, a Friday night after work, some of us were drinking and playing together when one of the guys who knew of my scheme decided he would open his cock holster and reveal that it was me what I had done. Motherfucker. Who was it? I'm picking someone. Block hacker. Why, block hacker? Just forget about it, man. What's done is done. Let it go. We're over it. We're fucking over it. God damn it, block hacker. Rookie. It is fucking rookie. It's disgusting. Always someone fucks it up. It was you, block hacker. God damn it. With my o with oath in group with us. At first, I was pissed because you know, bros before hoes. That makes no sense in this context. <laughs> that makes no sense. Hey, bro before hoes, bro. That doesn't even make sense. Hey, hey, a PC principal man, but soon decided to not care since the worst he could possibly do was rant, and I could block him anyway. Oh well, what is he gonna do? During this time, those of us still in Korea got into a guild that was known to be, how can I put this delicately, assholes, Gaping wide, freshly fucked assholes to everyone on the server. With the server being a PvP mate server, the sentiment was, if you were not with us, you were against us mate, red equals dead though, mate, yeah? Fucking pussy. Fucking soft or what? Soft. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Fucking, you're not in our guild mate, you PvP. KOS mate. KOS, that's what you are, mate. That's what you are. Fucking KOS, mate. Yeah? I had grown to enjoy using my healer to heal the guildies when we would be clearing a zone of other guilds before a raid. Raiding took on a whole different view when you had open world contested bosses. I could get ganked by another raid or raids. Imagine that. That would be crazy. In order to maintain progress, the assholery was needed to keep the rest of the server an expansion or two behind. Well, one day, <laughs> while running other players out of the zone to allow our raid to down the boss that was up, my healer got DC'd. But my warrior I was on as well was still up and going. At first, it made no sense. The interwebs was clearly working. I put the whole being outed to my old roomie incident behind me. Shortly after my cleric had gone offline, I got a tell on my warrior from the fluffer asking how i was still on since my cleric had been banned that is when i realized he had submitted a ticket oh he told the teachers fucking loser mate he had submitted a ticket to the server gm about his account he must have assumed i would be dumb enough to pull the stunt with my beloved warrior but was pissed to find out that i had in fact done it on a different account told the fucking teacher fucking loser mate loser mate loser 
How or why only my cleric's account got banned with the IP ban and not me and the others running off my router and switch is beyond me, but I was grateful that it didn't work. Ah, oh, sorry, mate. Yeah, it didn't work though, bro. Sorry. Yeah, didn't do it. Didn't do it, mate. <laughs> Last thing I wanted was to be the douchebag that took everyone's account without revenge. When this umpa reject realized he did not get the full effect he had hoped for, he decided to commit himself. Dedicate himself fully to the cause of being an outcast. In his infinite wisdom, he decided to attempt to train half the zone onto our raid in a mad dash attempt to get even. This resulted in him being subjected to something not even I had ever thought of or even planned. The guild I was in was European-based, the Terraflops, since they were the easiest to play with with our time zones. This is when I found out how intense and serious these PvP mates were compared to their US counterparts. My guild GM set up a corpse camp rotation on Oath. 24-7, one or more people would be sitting by his corpse waiting for him to try and get his newly acquired gear back. As mentioned before the rot time was seven days from death. I got to witness something you never get to see as this was allowed per game rules and was in the spirit of the PvP server Talon Zekmate. I do not know how many times he attempted to get his body back, but do know he begged and pleaded with other guilds to help. All guilds were told to stay away from him or they would be subject to the KOS rules of my guild. The fear my guild of putting to other players allowed my guild is to literally PK- Oh, I've not heard that in years. PK, mate. My former roomie into all-out submission. He quit the game before the seven days was up. Thank you for taking the time to read the story. I hope you enjoyed it. I don't know. I'll leave that to the chapters to decide. Did it go too far? I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I'll leave that to you to decide. This was the EverQuest, indeed. I do lay down a challenge to other viewers to up the ante with your story submissions. The teen drama of falling for a girl in game over vent you'll never meet needs to be, never be admitted. <laughs> oh, God. Don't admit that you fell in love. <laughs> Don't admit that you fell in love with an e-girl. I look forward to your future content. Keep kissing, kicking, ah, kissing. Kicking ass, good sir and sirs. Sweet victory. Not far enough. Not far enough. You guys are sinister. It was beautiful. <laughs> he stole, I, I mean, to take the switch from a house full of gamers. What a dick. Super twat, right? Super twat. Super twat, Oath. Oath, you done fucked up. That's fucking low, man. Fucking low. Never even seemed to bring it up. At least in the story, he never brought it up that was going to happen. I'm away tomorrow. Um, we've got our last web show before PreachCon next week. But stream week starts on Monday. where we play through the Witcher 3's DLC, Blood and Wine, and the other one. I've got it all set up, finally. I'm totally lost because they've changed the game a load since we played it when it first came out. So we're going to be doing that from Monday. It will be slightly later. It'll be like 9am. That's because I have to hit the gym before we start. So it'll be about 9am on Monday. That's GMT. That's London time, y'all. Uh, I'll be here and we'll be starting stream week. Okay. So it will be slightly later. Usually we start about 10 to 8 in the morning-ish. So it'll be just, it's just like, it's an hour later, basically. Just so I can get to the gym before we start. All right. So stream week. Hopefully it's going to be a good story. I uh, will see you later. Thanks, guys. Be good. Bye-bye.